almost as great as uh, you sounded on uh, Wings on Wings this week. Mm, I tried to eat right into the mic, Joe. Good. Well, I don't think you didn't eat. I don't think you ate, did you? Oh, and oh, that's right. On the first one, they had the super hot sauce. Right. So I was like, I was like, go fucking pound sand with that shit. <laughs> well, you're lucky they like you that much because that's part of the whole scam of the show is that you're supposed to be eating the wings and talking about the wings. Well, I talked about the wings. I just didn't eat the wings. I uh, gotcha. You know what I told I I I put a rider in my contract. <laughs> that was I only do mild sauces. And if I come back, obviously, because that this isn't the first episode, isn't the episode that I wanted, the the next one is. I was like, I've decided on the sauce that I want to bring for the next one if I come back. So I make sure I'm no I'm no dummy when I'm doing this. You guys go on your uh, your your ABC shows and stuff like that, and you you don't ask for the good shit. I was like, I want I want Michelle, you know, to be nice to me. That was that was in my writer. <laughs> I was like, um, you know, I want a mild sauce. I brought Brett blue cheese. He was really happy with. So it was all a good time. Mm-hmm. Did you get to listen to it? or I did. So I because I didn't know, you know, they have such a weird recording schedule and everything, right? Mm-hmm. And um, with the holiday and everything, I did, I'm super behind on podcasts. And... Usually, like, on a certain day, I'm like, oh, there's certain stuff that's time-sensitive. There's certain stuff mm-hmm. that I really, really want to listen to because, um, you know, whatever. And then when I saw the tweets coming out that this was one of your episodes of Wings on Wings, I'm like, well, that just got bumped at the top of the queue, you know? That's right. The prince of the soon-to-be-named networks. So. Right. The prince. That's what it was. <laughs> right. So, but I had a good time, you know? Right. They treated me with the honor and respect I deserve. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I I gave back, but you know that's up for other people to decide. Well, well, you'll never know because you don't listen to podcasts. Oh, though I did listen to every uh, episode of Wings on Wings ever. Wink. <laughs> as far as they know, right? Because Wings is Wink without a G, and there's a K. So just so you know. Oh my god! <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. What I had hell fun. are you doing? I'm doing a bit, Joe. You know how much we love those. Oh, I do. I love bits. <laughs> but so. I'm but glad, glad they you... gave you the respect that you deserve. You know, as mentioned, they should have made you do the rundown of the shows in the network. Oh, so, I we already did that on this show, remember? Right, but you know, it's you you assume it's a different audience, you know. I I'm actually looking forward to get your take. On the next episode, because I lean into Joe stuff in the next episode. <laughs> and I don't know how much how much wrestling stuff I dropped in in this episode. You did work in the face, which was the most important. Right, right. But uh, like I said, I think I worked a little more uh, wrestling stuff in there just to give Michelle the Iggy, even though we're on the same page. You know, I- one of my personal private pet peeves is when like people I know are on a show or they know mm-hmm. it's a show I'm going to listen to mm-hmm. and then they say stuff that's specifically in there for me. And I'm like, oh, I enjoy that. But you're kind of alienating your audience because like this is literally a joke for one person. And like granted the joke is me, but, you know, sometimes I could remove myself from that sort of mindset. Sometimes says the guy 
who does jokes on our shows for literally one person every once in a while. Right, but no, so so when I say I'm doing a joke for one person, that's a nebulous one person. I don't go in there and I say I'm going to make this joke for Bill, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say this one's for you, Bill, and then throw it in there. I'm going to make a joke. It's something that I get, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe one person gets it. Maybe like seven people get it. Right. Well, I'm, I'm betting low. You know what I mean? Well, and I'm. I'm casting a net of saying it could be seven people or it could be one person. It could be zero per- people. Right. But well, then, uh, so I, I say you're forgiven because you're not a podcast guy, which is the most ridiculous statement in the world. <laughs> right. But I don't know. I don't remember if in the next one that I do, I just like say your name. I just do the bits. You know what I mean? Right. But, I don't know. And it's also stuff that you, everybody who listened to this show would recognize, you know? Right, right. There's a couple of other, like, it's not just for you, but I do think I forgot to work in Can I Curse on this podcast. That was the biggest one that made me upset. So. Yeah, you didn't do it on the first episode. Maybe you do it on the second one. I don't Maybe. Know. You'll have to tune in and see, Joe. I will. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad um, they drop on a Tuesday so we could talk about them for After Dark. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what is it going to say? Um, uh, you have the next one, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else I was going to say about this one. The joke for know. just one person. I hope on the next episode, and I have a feeling I'll be disappointed. Right. Uh, is that you uh, plug the, po- uh, the the Patreon. Oh, we'll j- tune in and see, Joe. <laughs> Tune in and see. All right. That's all I'm gonna say. See, I was kind of thrown off on the first one because um uh the first one, like I I didn't know I didn't really know if I was gonna do or not because I was like, ah, I'm there to watch the episode because I think that we, they only recorded two that night. So I was there for the first one, but the second one was the one that I was gonna do. So I was like, ah, let me just maybe sit out. And see how they do their podcast, even though I've listened to every episode of Wings on Wings since it started. Um, I'm like, uh, let me see. And then in the end, I the check cleared. So I did the first one. <laughs> I did want to say on the first one, when they introduced me, I was going to be like, R-O-W-K-E-R. All right. The endorsement on the check is there. We're good. <laughs> I will say, um, sometimes I guess I forget maybe of how not knowledgeable you are on a lot of those 80s sitcoms and stuff oh i was and, dropping some knowledge yeah yeah oh yeah i was proud of you yeah i was very mm-hmm. proud of you right uh i i think i even said it on the show i'm like tv was my nanny growing up so right but see tv was my nanny too but a lot of it was like cartoons and wrestling you know which is you know arguably the same thing see uh the loose restrictions in this house i was able to stay up late to watch tv Mm -hmm. um either my mother was sleeping or my father was passed out so like i was able to just sit like i remember at a very early age i'm talking way too young watching uh johnny carson at like seven years old at 11 30 you know what i mean yeah so my mother was worn out and my father was well like i said you know so i would say like if you know uh for us being like 
seven or eight, let's say, and watching like the hard R movies that run HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was my thing. Like I would catch a Johnny Carson or a David Letterman here or there, but right. you know, it was very far and few between at that young of an age. But you know, you got a couple years on me, so you know. You know what though? Like I didn't see many R movies because, like, as we've discussed on here before, we didn't have HBO or Cinemax at the house. So I would see those out like at my friend's house. Yeah. And then that's where I would see. So that was like that's maybe probably why I never got into like horror or anything like that. Because anything I would see would be on network TV. And then I'd go over the house and be like, ah, like, you know, oh my God, Porky's. You know what I mean? Like for the first time. I was like, oh my God. You and they're like, oh, let's watch this horror movie. Oh, let me watch Kim Cattrall instead. I don't know. You guys may go with the with you know the beheadings and the stabbings, but I don't know. There's something about Kim Cattrall I like. Well, there was a good chunk of those um, you know, horror movies that j- had just as much nudity as as gore, in many cases, more. Right. Um, but if but, I, go um, ahead. I, the the nudity usually got punished, Joe, by being murdered. Am I right yeah, or wrong? Well, again, That's listen, who's really being punished, you know? Right. I me anytime I have to watch a horror movie. Right. I I think like um let's say let's say Friday the 13th part 5 mm-hmm. was directed by a porno director, like that was the only movies he had done prior to and after that movie. Right, right. And then there's dozens of people that I know that their entry point to horror movies was watching the, um, you know, the TV edits of them that would be on, like, your WPIX and your mm-hmm. WWORs and stuff. Right. So, but, you know, the horror movies were out there. You were just making a conscious uh, de- decision not to watch them. True, uh, though I will admit I was a big Friday the 13th TV show fan. Yeah, that's not the same. That was a great show. I think that show deserves that title more than the movies. And I'm trying to look here. I could have swore Kim Cattrall might have been in a trashy horror movie or two, but she, she was not. The closest she came to being like in a trashy horror movie would be Big Trouble in Little China. Or Mannequin. Yeah, but like by that time she was no longer being a naked lady in movies, True. you know. No, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So, anything else happened for you this week? No, other than fun email stuff. That's about it. Okay. Well, so we were going over the show notes, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, this morning. And I get a reply back from Todd, and I was aghast at this email <laughs> that I got from Todd. Right. The signature of the email says, sent from the all-new, emphasis on all-new, <laughs> Right. AOL app for Android. Todd, what the hell are you doing over there? Are you my dad? Okay. Here's what had happened, Joe. <laughs> what had happened was... <laughs> exactly. Me and my... my uh brothers uh brother-in-law do that all the time um first of all last week when you sent me i'm surprised you didn't uh oh no because i switched it up last week you sent me uh the show notes to my aol account the 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 one and we're just going to call them the the gmail and the aol right well wait usually no 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 i don't have no no. aol email address for you Oh, oh uh that's right it's a verizon email all right 
Right. Fair enough. But don't, don't don't say I email people from AOL email addresses. That's no, you just email. as bad as still having an AOL email address. Okay, so this is what we're gonna get into. Last week you sent to the notes to my Verizon account and only my Verizon account because you tagged my Verizon account twice. Oh, so, okay. So there was no Gmail, right? So I'm like, all right, let me forward that email to my Gmail and then send it back to Joe. So that's why you didn't notice. Today I was busy running around when I got the email. So I did not have time. Uh, well, I didn't get it in my Gmail account. Like, like that's why you end up sending it to both of mine. Cause there was a while back. I don't know what it was, but every once in a while, I would just not get an email uh, from you at the Gmail one, I would get it at the Verizon one. I was like, okay, well, that's just a backup. That way I could see it and we'll, we'll go over because, uh, my Verizon account I've had the longest and all my personable stuff is mixed to that. All my, uh, utilities that like when I pay online, all my credit card stuff. So I'm like, I'm not changing everything over to the Gmail and I have the Gmail cause you need a Gmail account for an Android phone. Yeah. And I forget what happened. And you started emailing me on the show notes to the Gmail account way back in the day. And that's where I was going back and forth with you. So that ended up staying. I rather, I, I rather use that because that's the one we've been doing a long time. I don't like change either. We could do the Verizon one, but I'm like, eh. But now the reason it came from an AOL app is because years ago, Verizon shut down their AOL or their, uh, their email. And they said, if you want to keep this email, which I did because it was hooked up to everything that I was doing, they were like, you can keep it, but it's going, we've given it over to AOL. So you have to log in, you have to go to the AOL thing with your, your name, it'll be there. And if you use the password that you've had, it'll be there and it will transfer everything over to the AOL account. Um, but it still has a Verizon.net name, if that makes any sense. So in the end, I was like, okay. So now to get into that, I have the app. So I don't have to go online to get into it so I can get my emails. And when it does, it whenever I email something back, that's on the end. And usually, uh, because I use that for my comic book stuff, when I send in my list for the week or my order for the month, I try to erase to remember to erase that because I don't like it either. But when I sent it to you this morning, I was like, oh man, I'm driving. I just had my breakfast. I'm like, I don't have time to I'm like, all right, let me cut and paste my list, send it, um, acknowledge what you said in the, the email about what we're going to do on the show. And I'm done. And then I was like, okay, why didn't I get that email in the, the Gmail account? And I was like, ah, whatever. Let me shut off my phone, turn it back on, see what happens. And for some reason, that made the email appear in my inbox on the Gmail app, but that never worked back in the day when we were having the trouble. So that's a long way around to say it, but that's what happened with my email today. I was shocked, Todd. Mm -hmm. um, again, I, I know, you know, obviously in my line of super secret science, right? I see a lot of people's emails, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, when I saw that pop up that you still had the AOL uh, thing that came through, I know we had spoken off mic about it, I think. Mm -hmm. 
uh, about this very thing because for that time where I would email you, it just wouldn't show up. So I was intending to send it to both email addresses in the hopes that you would get it at one, if not both, uh, mm-hmm. so that you would get those notes. But uh, in my line of super secret science work, it's not anything that's part of my job, but it's something that I know um, that uh, I always say it's like, oh, when we're sending you this documentation, um, when you when we send information to you and it's going to an AOL account, sometimes we automatically end up in your spam folder. Right. Um. Because I and I would say I know from my own personal experience, because 20 plus years ago, I still had an AOL email address, mm-hmm. uh, but I got rid of it. But I never forgot that because, you know, we deal with, you know, some older folks as well that still have AOL email addresses. But AOL is not the bottom of the barrel for me. What is it? CompuServe? No, not even CompuServe. I, so, OK, so it makes me wonder um, what other like at whatever email addresses are serviced, quote-unquote, by AOL, like, secretly. Right. Like the Verizon.net one is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if CompuServe still has an email. No, I, I bet you they, if you had a CompuServe or any of those old ones, you still have it somewhere. But uh, you can't start a new one, if you will. Like, you can't start a new Verizon.net one. No, you know what? So, again, according to the internet, uh, CompuServe, uh, the pioneering online service, quietly ended its 30-year run uh, this past July. Um, The current owner... Oh, so bear in mind, July of 2009, this was. 2009. Right. Uh, and who was the owner of the CompuServe emails? Stan Malibu? AOL. Oh, see, look at that. I bet you they're still there. Uh-huh. But they have like a blind AOL, you know, dot com on the end, you know? Right. So what? The, so theirs are, so what I'm saying is theirs are uh, dot CS, or it's at CS dot com, right? Right. Uh, but again, that's not, um, you know, the ones that really strike a nerve with me. <laughs> Uh, Juno.com is the ones that I, when I see that you still use that. I don't know. What are you saying? Juno, J-U-N-O. Oh, I thought you were saying Juno, like we do in Aiden, you know? I didn't know. Were you trying to do a joke there? Sometimes you gotta, when we're not in the same room, you gotta ring a bell sometimes. I'll put the camera on, give you the finger when I'm doing the joke. Then I gotta pay attention. That's true. But Juno was like the freebie email that you would get from like uh, discs at Kmart. I know I vaguely heard of Juno, but right. I mean, I don't know anything about it. So the reason I know that is because that's the first email address that I had back in like 1995. Mm-hmm. I had a Juno.com one because uh Friend of the show, former uh, podcaster on the network. I would say he's the Duke of the uh, soon to be named <laughs> network. Uh, Yo, the Duke. Yo, the Duke. Fresher, uh, of Fresher and Parlance. He used to work at the local Kmart before it got turned into a shop, right? Right. 
And, uh, you know, he, that's how I got like my first email access. And then like many years later, they changed it over to bluelight.com. And I've never even seen anyone with a bluelight.com email address, but it was bluelight.com email serviced by juno.com. Ooh, anybody who had a blue light, uh, special or blue light account was special. I mean, I've never heard of a blue light that right. I like at least maybe heard of the Juno, but mm. a blue, no, nothing. So the, the funniest, uh, Juno.com email address out there. Well, let me look to see if blue light.com email even still exists. Probably still does at AOL. <laughs> Uh, okay. It claims that it still exists. Cool. We need a we need a soon to be named network uh, email opportunity show. Mm-hmm. Well, you can like you can you know if you're a business or whatever it is, you typically will go through like let's say Outlook or whatever your email client is, and you'll have something that's like. Bill Jones at your company name.com. And then it's all service through Microsoft typically uh, right, or right. whomever or like the other email clients out there. But the Juno story is, I would say maybe up until just this year, um, Dave Meltzer, brother of Brad, world famous uh, wrestling uh, fiction writer, let's say. Mm-hmm. And again, bear in mind, his name is uh, Dave Melter. Right. His email address was hsmelter at juno.com. Okay. See, because he was using his dad's Juno account. Oh, okay. All his, all his emails are five-star emails unless he gets them in the Tokyo Dome. Yes. Oh. But my dad just this week finally upgraded to like an iPhone. Oh, they what? they told him that the phone that he had was no longer going to be honored by like whatever fly by night service boost. Maybe is boost mm-hmm. one of them. I think so. Right. That his fly by night, like not flip phone, but like the next step up from a flip phone. Mm hmm. So he was forced to get an iPhone this weekend, and he's actually enjoying it. So, wow, he's playing a lot of Candy Crush. No, no, no. Um, it's just a lot of it is just syncing it up to the iPad that he has. <laughs> right. Uh, he did enjoy the fact that, like, because the old phone was like Android, and this one's Apple, and the tablet that he had is Apple. So, like, he's sending us videos and shit and all this other <laughs> stuff, and he's like, "Oh, I really like the new phone," but he bitches about it, you know. Yeah. Well, at least you can get them in. Maybe you can get them in your Marvel Puzzle Quest group or whatever. Maybe because that'll. I think that'll be a, a thing that'll happen. Yep. He could. He could have did it on the uh, tablet. I'm just saying, but now. Right. I but now he can go anywhere. He's not tethered. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. So the last bit of business that we have here to discuss is something that I had set a reminder in my phone about, and sometimes like. We do stuff on this show, and, like, we <laughs> talked about it, and, like, 20 minutes later, we forget what the hell it was, you know? Right, right. I remember what we talked about on the beginning of this episode. Right. Well, that's the thing. I don't either. So, like, when I have to do the notes for these shows, I'm like, <laughs> uh, I like a lot of taffy. I don't know. What the hell did we talk about, you know? <laughs> you do like a lot of taffy. Your wife hates it, but anyway. Right. So, uh, I, I had a reminder 
in my phone that just said Gumroad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know what that means. So it was to check to see what Kevin McGuire has on his Gumroad. Right. Now remember, me and him, all our business is done. So Right, sure, sure. But my business isn't done. Right. Uh, he still has his uh, $12 and $16 coffee mugs. Mm-hmm. He still has his $25 shirts. Right. Um, he did have a bunch of headshots, which I don't think were up there before. No. Um, as someone who has purchased headshots, color versus black and white. You want to take it? Are you not looking at the site, are you? No, but I know the prices that I remember. Right, well, okay. I, I want to see if you, if you know what the prices that he's charging here are just to see if they're different. Does he have a size on the when you click on it or no? Because he was doing 9x12s uh, and then like 5x8. So there's there's two difference. These are 6x9? Okay, those are slightly like those are smaller than the 9 but my all mine are 9x12s but all black and white. So so these are whatever you said uh Six by nine, but they're co- they're co- color co- copic markers. Uh, there's col- one that is black and white, mm-hmm. and there's one, two, three that are color. Okay, um, give me the character on the black and white one. Guy Gardner. All right, is that like I'm gonna guess his new price? Is that like 125? 120. Oh, uh, I was close. And the color. Um, I'll, so I'll just let you, I'll tell you who the three characters are and I'll let you know that it doesn't matter because they're all the same price. Okay. Cause sometimes he'd up it by popularity. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, booster gold, Batman and uh, Deadpool. Oh, okay. So two greats and one scumbag. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, decide who's who. <laughs> exactly. Um, so if they're the same size as the guy Gardner, I'm going to say 150, 160. I'm, I'm in the ballpark. Now he also has up here. Now it just says Superman artist prints, right? Right. And it looks like unlettered pages. Okay. Um, but it doesn't say what comic they're from. All right. Now, nobody cares about the Tanga pages that are up here. Right. Nobody does. Uh, even though he is selling the Tanga pages for quite a bit of money. Well, that's because he likes those. Those are uh-huh. his, That's his favorite thing he's ever done so far. So, so there's two Superman pages. Um, one that appears to have, like, the Wonder Twins in it. Okay. And another one where it's six panels, like two, two, one, and one, if you're picturing me. Two, two, one, and one? Like the, 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 the Superman page, it's two panels, two panels, one panel, one panel. Okay, so it's, yeah, I gotcha. It's like. Okay, so first two, two panels are Superman's eyes closed. The next two panels are Superman's eyes opening. The next panel is a close up of Superman's face. And then the final panel is Superman flying into action. Okay. Um, now this, it just says it's an 11 by 7 artist print from a recent issue of Superman. It, but it doesn't say, like, what issue of Superman it's from. Now, it's saying artist print, so it's probably not original art. 
Uh, it says it was taken from my file. Right. Okay. So it was taken from my file and printed on a hundred pound Cougar cardstock. It's like a print, except I'm only making one copy of each of these pages. Yep, that's a that's a thing now. Somebody who does that, who I actually like, you know, really really like, is Bruno Redondo. Like Bruno Redondo only does that because everything is digital. He scans them out and he puts them on those one on one print and whatever art like whatever art rep that he uses there's a bunch of digital artists on there that's kind of where that started so i know we could like bag on the kevster but that's a trend that started long before him Mm -hmm. so in case you know no no that's the thing i'm not i'm not casting any dispersions on him Mm -hmm. i'm not in the art community so i don't know right i would guess that's i mean no going by the prices of other stuff, eighty dollars, a hundred maybe, three fifty. That's crazy. That's and then crazy. he's got two similar ones um, for um, Justice League three thousand. Okay. Um, one has some character that has like a little mohawk or something in eight different panels, and then another one's like a bunch of panels, and one of them looks like it has like Justice League three thousand Batman in two of them. Okay, some interesting um, choices is what you're saying. Right, interesting choices, same things as I mentioned before, that there's only one going to be made and blah, 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 blah. I'm not even going to have you guess on these. Those are $400 each. Well, he's more known for Justice League uh, than, you know, uh, whatever, Superman. Superman. Right, even though he didn't draw any of Justice League 3000. But it's, you know, a future version of the Justice League he did draw, so it makes much more sense to up the prices on those. Now, the only thing that I would have bought off of this, mm-hmm. um, 1992 Justice League um, trade paperback called The Secret Gospel of Maxwell Lord from my personal collection. I've had it for 30 years. Will autograph and personalize on request. Mm-hmm. Sold uh, out. It's gone. Right. Um, And I'm guessing that would be like not the first trade, but maybe like. Because the cover has like Rocket Red and Nort, and it has kind of like a reproduction of them carrying the boxes in of Blue Beetle. So I'm yep. going to guess it's like maybe like the second or third trade, I guess. Um, That would be, you mean of issues or? Yeah. Like, vo- like okay, that would be because at that time that that came out, they only got to the second trade of trade paperback. So that is issue like eight to to whatever you know what i mean like i believe the first trade had issues one to six maybe seven and then the second trade was like eight to like uh 14 or something like that or maybe no the first one i believe was one to six with the annual and then the second trade was seven to like 14 maybe with the second annual so you're right so you're super close it's the annual mm-hmm. and issues eight to twelve. Okay, that's all Kevin's stuff then. Yeah. So it was it was Kevin's personal copy. Well, he, he had, would, and he would sign and autograph it. Well, by personal copy, he means 
the comps that he were given. Cause I believe he had, cause I looked at that and I thought of, because I have all the, the, the versions of the trade paperbacks over the years mm-hmm. and of the, uh, first and second volume, like I said, they did those once years and years ago, and then they reprinted the second one. Every time they do the first one, it's that classic Justice League number one cover. Um, so the second, the first and second print of volume two are two different covers. And if I didn't have the one that he was selling, um, I would have bought it through him. But he had like six or seven copies because they were his comp copies, and then he was going to sign them and personalize them or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I was following Gumroad there for a little bit too. Okay, so that was twenty five bucks. Um, I well for a personal, I mean the the way things are going now, you haven't been to a con in a while. Uh-huh. Everybody's charging for signatures now, mm-hmm. unless you're getting like a personalization or like one or two, because like it became. One, to stave off the people who are like, oh, let me bring my whole run of Justice League International just to have Kevin sign them or the people who want to get Signature Series CGC and all that stuff. So, but I don't think that's bad for, no, now, does that include shipping? Uh, that I don't know. So if that includes shipping, that's probably not too bad at all then. Now, being the fact that like I'm finding copies like just on regular sites, for like 17 to 20 bucks. Right. The fact that Kevin was selling his copy, quote unquote, signed for 25, signed and personalized for 25 bucks, that was a steal. Right. But like that being said, a lot of them do that because they they didn't have to pay $17 for theirs. Or if the cover cover price was $12. He's making 25 profit because they just sent him 10 of them back in the day. And I even I even remember the I don't know if it's in the in the the Gumroad thing, but it wasn't a tweet. He was using those books at one point to pro, like to keep tables from wobbling and stuff like that. Oh boy! And I just wanted to double check. Uh, so he has one post from May nineteenth, two thousand twenty-one. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's a membership deal that you could sign up for. And does it tell me how many members he has? If he's smart, no. Uh, now, I will say it doesn't say how many members he has. But uh, people, there are four people that rated it five stars. Oh. So let's assume, you know, I'll, I'll be generous because they say typically if you do something like this, um, you know, usually you're only going to give out a 10% of the people that like actively respond and like do something like leave a review or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So let's say he's got 40 people. Right. Paying for nothing. $5 a month, literally for nothing. Yes. Could be worse. Uh, $9 a month for nothing. I know people are doing that. So. Right. Right. Um, at least we give you something on our patron. Oh, you're going to push the Patreon now? Cool. Yeah, we're going to push the Patreon and close out the show. <laughs> it's getting to the, it, it, depending on when you're listening to this, it's either getting close to the beginning of the new month or the new month just started. Perfect time to sign up for the Patreon. No confusing tier levels. $1 or $5. $1 and $5 give you all of the bonus shows that we do, which is two a month, which is more than a lot of people do. Um, who have Patreons and so on and so forths. 
uh, previewing the past, which is going to be going at least until uh, 2025. Unless and somebody six, dies. Unless, so, right. <laughs> uh, and six never seen movies, which for 2022 will be uh, going into the yet to be titled Mark Pirro Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, the uh, $5 gets you those two weeks before everyone else. And it also gets you after dark two days before everyone else so that you can listen to these shows in the correct listening order. Yes, that's important. Uh, but again, don't let those constraints, you know, keep you for whatever reason. Like, obviously, we have a bunch of $5 folks, but we have people that put in a buck twenty-five. We have people that put in $2 a month. We have people that put in $3 a month. Whatever you want to do. You want to get those free shows. Maybe you have some free time over the holiday. Uh, you need to catch up on some podcasts. You need podcasts in your life. And even further, still at the dollar a month level. Uh, we put up the full scans of those previews catalogs. Yep. So even if you just want to look at those while you're sitting on whatever, you can have those. That's like a preview sub stack right there, Joe. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Right. I mean, once I figure out what sub stack is, I'll agree or disagree. I think it's a stack of Subway sandwiches. Mm-hmm. So now I have to change that calendar thing for six months from now. Oh, good. I can't wait to revisit this yes. and be completely blindsided by it because I completely forgot it. So I guess that uh, covers everything here for uh, After Dark 368. I think so, too. All right. So thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll catch you all here next week. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Network.